Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Well, today we want to talk about when you decide you're going to start up in business. When you're going to go self-employed, when you're not so much actually, when if you're buying an existing business, because I think that is a whole different dynamic and a whole different set of rules. But when you decide you're going to start out in business, and the reason I'm talking about, or I thought about talk, I was talking about this today is because I'm supposed to be meeting um, a friend who wants to do this in a couple of days. And she's said, I know I want to do it. I wanted to do it for months and months and months now. I just don't know where to start. So I said, I will help you. And then thought, oh, shit, what have I got myself into? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ladies, all three of us are now self-employed. Claire has had businesses before going back a time. I've been self-employed in different guises for um, about 10 years now. So, Claire, you talk first, please. Uh, yeah, well, Maker Brew is just over 18 months old now, and it's my third business. So I kind of um, started out, originally I wanted to have my own business. It wasn't thinking about being self-employed. I'd got a goal uh, when I was in my 20s to have my own business by the time I was 35, I think it was. I'd, for some reason, I'd got numbers in mind, but I did it ahead of goal. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend who I'd been to college with we decided while we were in current employment that we wanted to do it for ourselves and if it ended up self ended up working together ended up as a limited company uh, think for me though I shied away from that side of the business like the admin and finance side of it because I've always been like a creative um so when the second business, because um, we worked together all right, and we just came to a point where I think we wanted different things from the business. We'd been through a recession. We we had a different outlook on things, and it just became unworkable anymore. When mm -hmm. you don't want to go to work anymore and it's your business, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, um, that's when I separated and went on my own, which was good, but I think... Uh, very very much like jumping in the deep end because that's probably when I really had to do everything for myself and it was kind of like starting again because you, you've then got to think about things you didn't do such as accounting and finance and invoicing and chasing invoices not yeah. about the sales and the marketing side of business and I think there's, there's, there's lots to think about um, but I think I was quite inexperienced as well in in the sense of when you when you get bad payers because you get them all the time but it's how you yeah. manage it and what you do about it so I think I lasted two and a half years on my own and then I got too many people that weren't paying oh. I, just, I, I basically took my teddies out of the pram and, mm -hmm. and then and not then, like you no not at all uh went and got a, a a job or several jobs year after year so it's probably self-employed and then employed for the same amount of time. Um, and then it was a, 
another redundancy, which I think we've covered in a different episode, but a redundancy this time uh, and looking for a job because at first I didn't want all the, the pressure of never switching off and chasing the work and getting paid and not knowing when you're going to get your money and when you can pay your bills and things like that. All those fears and worries. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want that at first, but then I thought, you know what? I'm fed up here and I'm over-experienced and I'm, I know I'm worth more than this, so I'm going to do it for myself. And I think it's the right time now for me to do it for myself. Yeah. I, I've got a more rounded experience and I'm not scared to ask for help and things like that. So for me, for me, this is probably the real business. So going back to the time when you had a business partner, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, was it? Because no. you can obviously look at your um, attributes and the things that you are better at and maybe split that burden and sort of cross that between the two of you. So actually, it's certainly not a bad thing. And you, you've said just now, literally just now, that you are now in a place where your acceptance of the fact that you might have to ask for help. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that you're always going to have to face things on your own. If you get over that, and it is the mindset of mm-hmm. actually, I feel like I've failed if I need to ask for help, but you haven't because it's just going to benefit everybody, isn't it? And it's actually a positive yeah. that you can do that. Yeah, to me, because one the, the major thing, if you're thinking about going into business, is make sure it feels right. Right. Yeah. don't go into don't want to start up a business and think what you might be good at and or what you think might work you've got to have an absolute this is who I am because you've got to go out and get the business yeah and if it's not the right subject for you if you don't aren't comfortable explaining what you do to people yeah all of those things, you're not going to get people using you because you are the only person in that business if you're going self-employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you really do have to be 100% comfortable with what you're doing and what you're offering. It has to feel like you. Yeah. And for me, that's the most important bit of advice I can give to anybody. Yeah. You know, some people say it has to be a calling. I'm not sure it's quite, there has to be that strong. Mm. I could have made a success of a lot of businesses. Yes, I'm very good at copywriting. It's not necessarily the thing I'm best at. I don't know. Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, it suits my lifestyle. It's the business I love. It gives me the access to lots of different clients because I love mixing with people. I love learning about other businesses. So it fulfilled lots and lots of my needs different ways but I, I really can't stress enough if you are not comfortable talking about what you do with passion and enthusiasm people are not going to use you it's like you said Claire if you get to a point where you're not enjoying going to work and it's your own business that's the biggest sign that you're going to need isn't it yeah. Yeah. If you can't feel motivated to get out of bed every day yes we all have our bad days yes we all have our periods of time when we're just feeling a bit not with it um, that happens that's life mm. but actually if you feel that you can't switch your pc on that day or your phone on and look at messages and emails and and it goes on longer and longer and longer you're just going to drain yourself out and that's a clear sign that that's it well you chances know, are if it's, 
chances are if it's not the right business for you, you won't be getting messages and emails anyway. That's true. You won't have any business. That's true. I think the second the second thing is um just to expand on what Claire said really is you have to have a network of people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It, you are you are not an island. You cannot be an island. You are not going to be good at everything, you know. Yes, you can go to university or college and do business studies. It doesn't teach you how to run your own business. You know, there is there is no qualification in this, is there? So I'm sure you've just said that. Sorry, I had to nip away. Anybody else? Oh, no, okay. no, we didn't. We didn't touch oh, on that. You, just the way you're smiling at me, as if to say, I've already said that. No, I'm, 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 um, agreeing, no, no. I, I'm agreeing with you. You can't, yeah. you can't learn the people skill side of business. Or well, it's not only that. You know, say for example, you are a tradesman. We'll just use that. Say an electrician. You start your own business because you can see the potential for working your own hours, making a bit more money than you do as an employed, etc., etc., etc. Nobody that has taught you how to invoice, how to quote, how to source materials in the best way, what sort of accounting software you're going to need, how to set up a business bank account, how many business bank accounts you actually need, because you need more than one. All those things, all the processes and systems, nobody's taught you. Now, it may be that actually you are very admin organised. Nobody's taught you sales. Mm. Or nobody's taught you how to network. There will always be areas that you don't know about. And so the first thing is to find some information. Now, it's out there, you know. Everything is out there. There are so many business podcasts, YouTube channels, so many business coaches online. Um, if anybody wants any help that's listening to this, come and ask us because we know where to find the right information for you. Um, you need to, to find that. And then when your business gets to the point that you are working every evening or every weekend to do your quotes, to do your invoicing, to chase money, to do all the admin stuff because you actually want to work in your business, that's the time to perhaps get a virtual assistant who can look after booking your appointments, who can look after your invoicing and your quoting and chasing your money up for you, etc. Again, there are people who will help you if somebody doesn't pay. We all know a company, um, Joe and I wrote a, a business award entry for them and they actually got first prize um, in the competition because they are a debt collection agency who collect at zero cost to you. So you get the full amount of your invoice. The debtor pays their fee and that's using government legislation. So you don't have to pay 20 or 30% of the invoice the collection agency you can have all your money and as soon as it goes over pass it to them because the sooner you get a professional in to try and collect that money the more likely the money is to be collected and you get back to doing what you're the expert exactly. at to yep. bring your clients in and keep them coming in yeah the scariest thing i think for a lot of people when they start up their own business is asking for that help mm. But you know what? Once you've got over that, you know, I, I'm constantly, and I think Claire's probably the same, I'm constantly, whenever I do something in my business, I'm thinking, do I need to do this? Is this something I could give to somebody else to do? 
Mm. And that's the way I look at my business now because as it expands, I want to be doing less and less of the admin type work mm. so that I can concentrate on what I'm meant to be doing, yeah, which is the business and development and, and writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, Claire. So it's what it's, it's so it's it's not what you necessarily what you can it's what you choose to like yeah. i will pass out all the admin sort of stuff but i like the client side i like the i might i might still do the quoting side because i like that mm. uh, presenting that understanding at first and but i want to cherry pick ultimately the reason i'm self-employed the reason i i'm building a business is so that i can choose what i want to do and when i want to do it I enjoy every single part of my business. I enjoy creating invoices. I I enjoy the lot. I enjoy chasing money, actually. If somebody hadn't paid me in seven days, I get another invoice and then then I'll start. The the process kicks in and I quite enjoy it, but I don't need to do it. And actually, I'm too busy to do it. So, you know, at some point you have to go, what are the things that I can give to somebody else to do? I think bringing on a a business partner is great in some ways because it does share the load. However, you've got two salaries to pay. Yep. And that means you've either got to bring in considerably more business Mm. or put your prices up an awful lot higher. And that depends on your target market. So I think a lot of businesses where friends go into business together not work because they haven't got those roles defined they think they'll work together well as their friends Friends, yeah and that's the that's the worst thing on earth you could do Mm. absolute worst thing on earth you've got to have defined roles and responsibilities and stick to them and know what each other's doing um your business is so different isn't it joe if we look at a body shop yeah and if we if we roll that into network marketing more widely that's so a you've, very different business model. You've you've got your your kind of set structure that is duplicatable, and that's the beauty of it in many ways. Um, I always always came into this business wanting to take it further than the just duplicating the business. I mean, I I I look at it definitely more from what I can give to people. Um, what value I'm adding to people, not just looking at them thinking, yeah, they'll, they'll buy that, they'll buy that, they'll buy that. I, I don't do that. But you do have to manage all steps of that business yourself. And I don't think in network marketing, forgive me if I'm wrong, and there are certain businesses that do this, I don't think it covers absolutely everything for you. No. I think you you still have to be absolutely motivated to go out and run it as your own business um yes we've got webinars yes we've got video training yes we've got this that and the other but it, you have to go out there and find it or know that you even need that training so that's you know it. the I tax mean, implications and things like that you know it's yeah it's like that's that's one of the first things that i tell all of my team as soon as they come in you know just get yourself registered um and you know get your tax reference number your unique tax reference number even if you don't have to put a tax return in just do it because people are so scared of these things and it's like oh i don't have to do that in network marketing and that's what puts a lot of people off but i think with network marketing as well a lot of people 
take it on to make a bit of extra cash. Yeah. And the problem with that is it's a hobby, not a business. Yeah. And until you actually start looking at network marketing from a point of view of, oh, I do need an accounting system. Mm. Oh, I do need to keep files. Oh, yeah, I, I need, need a CRM. To... Yeah. A CRM for people that don't know is a customer relationship management tool. Yeah. Um, so you put your customer's details in there. You say what they bought, when they bought it. You know roughly how long that product's going to last. So you set a reminder for yourself on to when to contact them again to see if they want more etc etc and you can track how much people are buying and what the trends are and and all that sort of thing so you don't miss opportunities but most you're different because you know this mm -hmm. you're teaching your team this but the vast majority of network marketers don't get that help and also the vast majority i wouldn't say the vast majority within the first 12 months there are a lot of people within network marketing that give up and that is the exact reason. They don't ask for the help. They don't seek the help. They've come in. They think it's absolutely duplicatable on the surface. It actually looks quite easy. And I've probably never worked so hard in my life. But this is my life now. So working with Claire and working my body shop business, um, two different elements completely. But do you know what? absolutely love every single step of all of it and the minute that I don't I will put my hand up and say this is it I, I'm, I don't I can't do this I see it so often in network marketing that people come into it think it's easy give it a, the first month it's a novelty so of course everybody's placing their orders it's like oh yeah you're with them you're with them now you're with them now that's great and then it just like fizzles, fizzles out because they don't keep the consistency up and I always say to them, if this were your only salary, if this were your only income, would you be treating it the same? No, well, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to do it. And it can impact people in, in other businesses as self-employed people as well. You don't have the time to do it. Well, what do you expect then? It's like learning to drive. It's like learning to walk. You didn't do it instantly. You've got to put the time and the effort into it. And if what it looks like it becomes too hard... Yeah. One of the sayings with network marketing is you have to show up, you have to treat it yeah. like a business. And yeah. I don't think many people understand how to treat it like a business because no. they've never had a business. No. It's a silly saying that gets banded about in network marketing because mm. if somebody's only ever been employed, how do, you, how do they know how to treat it as a business? They don't it's, because they've it, never had a business. And it is a completely different mindset yeah. knowing that come the 18th, the 20th, 30th of a month, you're going to get your salary mm. to then actually, I don't know when I'm going to get paid because I get orders coming in or I get clients coming in, in, in all of our cases, you get new clients coming in. Actually, you know, whatever your invoicing terms are, that's your payday. So your payday could be every single day if you manage it right. But it's a completely different mindset from the security of knowing on that set day every month you get paid it took me months to get to get away from that and I still look at the 18th every month as my payday and I, I you know it's like no it's not there anymore it's not there anymore oh sorry I ask you to invoice me at end of month don't I yeah 
Claire asks me to invoice her. At the yeah, end of the I month. have to tell Joe to invoice me, or she doesn't invoice me. It's like, yeah, bizarre. Sail, setup in the world. Sailing along, sailing along. I am. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't keep a note for her of what she's got to invoice me for, and how much for, she doesn't invoice me. Oh, they're on the CRM system now. <laughs> yeah, but yes. So overall, what we're saying is make sure it's something you love and ask for help all the way yeah yeah because it's not easy it's going to take more time and more hours than you've ever worked in your life before and it's very difficult to switch off you actually have to work switching off yeah and then let's say on the weekend you've managed to switch off you've got to be up to get going again on the monday but on top of that you will work on top of that if you are successful and your business does work you will get messages from people all weekend because yeah. social media doesn't stop. Yes. And, you know, I had a guy message me on Friday night, then messaged me twice on Saturday with some more questions, and then I messaged me again yesterday with another question, and then finally said, right, I'm going to ring you in the week. So I went, that's fine, let's have a chat. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't... Had I not answered those messages till Monday... He might not be ringing me this week and I think potentially that's quite a lot of work mm. that he's got available for us um, so you do have to put in extra hours it is stressful don't let anybody tell you it's not stressful when you work for yourself it's different stress it's your own stress it's not a political hierarchical the top telling you what to do and you don't agree with it type of stress it's yeah. not a manager saying you're not good enough anymore type of stress because it's your business There's, there are just stresses and i think it's in terms of mainly getting everything done isn't it claire i would yeah. say it's, yeah. time management is a huge thing and particularly if you're not a regimented person and, and all business coaches all business coaches will tell you you have to have a morning routine you have to do your emails at a certain time you have to do this at a certain time you have to do that at a certain time certain of us don't work like that yeah. right they can they can bog off they all know that i don't work like that we're um, not five o'clock in the morning risers are we we're not we're not i think our very first podcast was about that i think yeah. that's what started raspberry tea off actually yeah, it is um that phrase you know and so you have got to balance your own life you've got to balance your own workload you've got to balance all the other admin tasks that go around it until you get to the point of having a virtual assistant or a real life assistant or whatever it might be um but there are stressors but they're different being employed stressors yeah and the other thing that i think you particularly know about is i felt it massively i don't know if you will have claire just because of the types of work you did but when we were in corporate you were expected to dress a certain way to act a certain way to speak a certain way to use certain language to write in a certain way to everything you were you were if, you, if they could have designed you and reprogrammed you into a robot they would have yeah 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 I, um, i'm finding it quite difficult still um and i'm what a year on now it, i think it, it was took exactly me about four ago. or five years yeah it took me um, four or five years to get out and, and that's the other thing forgive yourself for that 
don't don't beat yourself up about that either because it is a massive massive change i mean i must admit when i went back into the rbs offices with my body shop shop when we could um i was absolutely gobsmacked to see that they were in casual they were you know it was like dressed down every day i, I don't know that i could have coped with that being in the office like that and not being in smart you know smart dress smart attire it, it just got to me massively and I was like whoa now here I am in hoodies jeans and everything else that I want to you know it's it's a complete change but um it, it is a, a complete lifestyle change as well though you know don't don't think you're just going to flip from being the employed to being the employer because it's it's just not going to happen like that it's not a quick shift at all um mm -hmm. It's another constant, thing as well constant development isn't it that's that's just what i was gonna say another thing as well we used to get the um i can't even remember what it was called continuous development whatever we used to have to do continuous, continuous professional development, development. CPD. CPD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we used to get cpd absolutely rammed down our throats yeah. and you had to do it and you had to certify that you've done it you had to tick the box and everything else every single month now we can't get enough of learning we're constantly wanting to learn. It doesn't matter what time we switch off at night. We want to learn more things. That's, <laughs> that's massive as well, Joe. Because yeah. I was exactly the same. Because my last employment was for 16 years in a, in a one of the UK's top 10 universities. And CPD was always there. It was there were online courses, there were in-person courses, and you were encouraged and you were encouraged and you were encouraged yeah. to do it. And you fought against it because you yeah. didn't see the need. What was the need for your job to do that? It, it didn't yeah. make sense. Now, it's the whole thing of being self-employed, realistically, or starting a business, is mindset. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing every business coach will agree on. Yep. It is mindset. You have to get into a certain mindset. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your processes. You have to continually learn and evolve. Your business evolves i remember the three of us sat in a costa about this time last, last year, year actually, yeah. because i'd been to southampton in the september yeah and it yeah. was just after i got back Crikey, yeah it was and we talked about where i wanted raspberry flamingo to go and i was brainstorming stuff with you two yes yeah. i remember it's the business now anything like i wanted it to be then no no, no. Oh. it's the business now Better than I thought it was going to be then. Yes. Yes, in a very different way. Yeah. Not not as high earning as I was. I was pushing for high earning at that point, as opposed to the right business model. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm about the business model, and I've actually got a call middle of this week about business modelling because mm -hmm. I want to get this right going forward. It constantly, constantly evolves. And I think if you want, if you're somebody who wants an easy life and wants routine and wants to know when you're going to get money, being self-employed is not for you. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. You know, my other half, yes, he's at a very senior director level, but he can't understand why anybody would want to be self-employed thought of him not getting his salary on a particular day 
every month and knowing that that money's coming in is just more than he could cope with. If, and if I know I've not hit a certain level um, with my body shop business by a certain time in the month, I am out there. I am visible more so than ever. Um, it's just, you have to be so adaptable. That's yeah, um, absolutely. You've got to just, I mean, COVID perfect example. Um, you know, you, the people that we've seen that have pivoted their businesses because there is an absolute need for it. You know, we, we don't have a choice. We, we are so thankful and so grateful, all three of us, that we've continued to work all the way through. You know, well, if, all our businesses have expanded through Massively, COVID. yeah, massively. Um, been amazing. You know, it's, it's been an Mine's amazing well. time for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, if you're, as Claire said, if you are used to that regimented and, you know, that, that kind of lifestyle and that mindset. You like it. Stick, yeah, just stick with what you're doing. You always think the grass is greener, but you get to the other side and trust me, it's hard work. It's brilliant, but it's hard work. We've all got great big grins on our face because yeah. <laughs> we all absolutely adore what we do. None of us would go back into employment unless the world collapsed. Um, you know, we are so grateful and so thankful that 2020 has been the best year ever for us and when it could have been so different and it has been for so many different people. Yes. Honestly, I honestly, honestly, 100% believe that that is down to mindset. Absolutely. I, I, I would attest that, that the, the mindset that I have built and developed for my business has helped me personally no end. I think resilience is a word that for self-employed people, resilience is probably the key, isn't it? But I think, you know, when we, when lockdown first happened in March and literally every hour of every day we were getting bombarded with some new statistic and some new and then eventually Boris made his announcement on the 23rd of March. It's a date that's in my brain forever that yeah. day. I had a couple of weeks where my energy dropped completely. I was so overwhelmed with what was going on in the world it was hard I, well I couldn't concentrate now at that point and I'm sure lots of people went through that my choice was right what books can I download on audible while everybody else is doing their own thing watching telly whatever it might be at night I can put my headphones in and I can listen to and I can raise my energy I can raise my vibration because this is not a place I like yeah I didn't like feeling how I was feeling and I can honestly say within a week of doing that the business was busier than ever I was feeling fantastic again I was so positive and um, everything started falling into place and it's, it's that's a choice I could have sat there and gone, woe is me, everybody's going into lockdown, I'm going to have no work, I'm going to have no money, it's doom and gloom. And I didn't. You were both exactly the same. It was in, a case of conquer down, wasn't it? Yeah. And let's get this sorted, yeah. Yeah. And so I honestly what think... What can I do rather than what can't I do? Yeah. Mindset, being self-employed and starting out a business, 
is everything and every business coach will agree with that there's lots of things we don't agree with with business coaches but actually mindset is the one thing that we absolutely hand on heart it's it's everything i mean there are gazillions of business coaches out there popping up left right and center what you have to do is get your mindset sorted first get yourself into a place where you can take this information in um, but make it work for you so don't take things too literally and we've said this before about the fake it till you make it you know only certain people really truly understand that otherwise it's just a complete what is the point what is the point because actually unless you're being authentic because you absolutely love what you're doing Christ, how much energy do you use in being fake like that? Yeah. How much more do you have to remember who you've told what to? Why? Just find something you love and do it and be you. Get the right people around you, whether it's whether it's a paid business coach um, or whether it's a group of people like us. Claire and I speak every day about mm-hmm. business. I mean, we're best friends anyway, but about business, about personal yeah. stuff. So when... Um, I speak more, more than we don't speak, don't we? We yeah, speak an yeah. awful lot. Again, yeah. it's personal and it's it's business. But I know that if I've got an issue business-wise, I can come to you too. And there are other people in my very close business network that I can also go to. Mm, absolutely. But there are a lot of people that I wouldn't go to. Mm. And very few people actually know my business plans. Mm. And, you know, I'd rather people... Yeah. <laughs> Claire's doing a Scrooge thing here. Yeah. Domination. I would, I would much rather people saw results than saw the process happening. Yeah, uh, me too. I think we're on a, a very similar mindset journey, even though the route and the method to get into that point is quite different. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? I think you're absolutely right, aren't you? And I'm very similar in that sense. I'm not out there shouting in all of our network marketing groups about what I'm doing. I just get on in the background and do it. There's an element that, yes, actually, it should be abundance thinking. I do share things with my team, possibly don't share enough with wider teams, possibly guilty of that. But my thoughts, well, my thoughts have always been, actually, what have I got that you'd want to know about? Because I do it my way and you might not do it that way. You might negative, not like that's, it, but that's, that's negative. That is a negative, negative side to it. Always, yeah. Somebody can always take something from the way that you do something because it might open their eyes to a way they've not thought before. And I'm great at telling people. They, that. they go, "Oh, that's an interesting way of doing it." Yeah. Not for me. I'm going to pass that one up. Oh, I could tweak that a little bit and apply yeah. it to me, or just go, "Yeah, that works," and copy it straight away. You, you I, never I know. Think- how much help you can give somebody else no, no. unless you put it out there so that they can take it. And funnily enough, one of my points was going to be don't ever assume. That's another thing, a major, major thing in businesses, whatever. Don't ever assume that somebody will like your products, somebody won't like your products. They'd prefer it done a certain way. And, and that's the irony. I'm great at coaching. <laughs> it does that. But the thing is, you know, if you're starting up your own business, major piece of advice actually is don't worry about the people that say it's not going to work because mm. you will always get people and they'll probably be your family and your closest friends that say why yeah. are you doing it it's not going to work yeah. 
in a job, a take a job, there, get there a pension, us. whatever it might be. At the end of the day, if, it's, if you feel compelled to do this, if it feels right, the right thing for you, do it mm. and find the people that will support you because there are so many people that will support you and that will genuinely have your back, that will genuinely question you. You know, Claire and I were talking about this last week. I sometimes ask Claire questions, whether it's personal or business, that she doesn't really want me to ask her and she doesn't really want to consider her answer. But she asked me a while ago, I said, Claire, I wouldn't have done that. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me that before I did it? I said, I didn't think it was my place. It was your business. So she then said, no, if you see me doing something or thinking about something and you think I need to think about it in a different way, please discuss that with me. So I now do, and she does the same with me. Um, and I think it's really important to have those people that will have your back and go, are you sure about this? Have you thought it through? Absolutely. Okay. I, I can't close my office door because we had Laura's new double bed delivered yesterday and until it was up we didn't want to destroy the packaging in case it was faulty or damaged and then we had my dad for tea because my dad's in our bubble with him being 90 and living alone and so the packaging is in my office but it's longer than my office so it's sticking through the door so I can't close the door and shut the dogs up so uh, pod- podcast listeners that the, the dominant bark you can hear there is Bruno and he's lovely uh, you might also hear uh, Lulu who is a, uh, quite a lot smaller but she certainly packs up on the bark and letting you know what she's thinking yeah she's particularly she's got you a good Claire yeah, she's, she's got like a good lap on her Bruno's huge and so his bark's huge but Lulu's teeny but very very loud She's a little beaver. She's a little beaver. I think on that point, we've probably said what most of what we were going to say anyway, haven't we? I'd say so. I think, yeah, mindset, make sure it's something you really want to do. Don't be frightened to ask for help. And if if it's something you really want to do, give the ball a kick. Absolutely. Do not for one second think it's going to be easy. Yeah, and that's it. On that note, we're off to sort the dogs out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.